Hey everybody and welcome to episode 29 of the Panelized Prefab Kit Home Building Show. With me in the studio, as is always the case, is the president and founder of Landmark Home and Land Company, a company which has been helping people build their new homes where they want and exactly as they want across the nation and worldwide since 1993, Steve Tuma. Steve, how you doing, buddy? It's an excellent day. It's a good day. We've we've helped a lot of people with some interesting projects this week. People all over the country doing uh, different uh, types of designs, building in different areas, below sea level, at 10,000 feet up in mountains in Colorado's. In Colorado, and then uh, you know oceanfront projects. So it's it it's been an interesting week. Good, uh, having good weeks is uh, always a good thing. <laughs> uh, I thought today we might hit upon uh, off the grid home design, and you know while we're at it, some talk about some architectural design and design features. Um, and I'd also like to ask you about something called organic design. And can you run these specific design terminologies uh, by us? Yeah, what's interesting, you know, architectural design is basically just the the process of designing the home to make it look. You know, the the exteriors, the roof, the floor plans, some foundation details, mm-hmm. so that you know what your house looks like. Is it a thousand square foot simple ranch? Is it a five thousand square foot McMansion? Is it more of a modernistic design? So that's the concept of architectural design. Now. You wrapped a couple things in here, architectural design, off-the-grid, and organic design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So off-the-grid building is basically where people are building off the electric grid. So it's not necessarily in a subdivision. It's not necessarily in a city. It's It might be on a raw piece of land, you know, far from civilization, as a lot of people would think of it. So mm-hmm. you're just out on raw land. Off-the-grid meaning you're not going to be using electric from your power company you're not going to be using gas from your power company you're not going to be getting water from your uh your water department or use the sewage department you're literally going to be building you know for to make it easy out in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. to take advantage of nature and maybe uh use some of the natural resources to uh to power your your home so how that comes along with organic design, organic design was kind of thought up by Frank Lloyd Wright. And that the concept being of let's take advantage of the natural breezes, let's take advantage of shade, let's take advantage of sun, let's make the house blend into nature instead of making it look like a sore thumb on, on the side of a hill. Mm-hmm. So the concept of the off the grid is kind of like, hey, how do we generate our own electric? to power our own house how how do we get our own water how do we not rely on on other uh you know utility resources to to power the home so within that you might have different design elements the picture of your roof might be oriented in a southern direction so that your solar panels can gather the most sun the overhangs may be designed in certain ways i shouldn't say maybe they will be Mm -hmm. designed in certain ways so that they let the sun in in winter possibly when you need to heat your home but then they shade it in summer when you don't want the the sun to go through the glass and then heat your house up so a lot of the concepts are in the orientation of the house in relation to the sun where it is on the land are you are you on slope land on side of a hill natural um overall wind currents 
what type of climate you're in. Is it really snowy? Is it hotter? What, whatever type of uh, situation it is. So basically the concept of organic design and off the grid design can merge because you're trying to not impact the world by using your utility companies. Mm. Um, so that's, that's a pretty interesting process. We can help people with the orientation of the house, the energy calculations to make sure that the house is efficient and, keeping the heat or cool that it creates and then also work with with you on the the solar design to make sure that the solar um, capabilities are taken advantage of and we've had customers work with uh, wind power as well Hmm. so it it gets pretty interesting a lot of people think well i just get my solar panels and put it on a house well that that's not always the case i i was driving on the road this was just a couple weeks ago and someone had a a very nicely oriented solar panel directly south with two huge trees in front of it. <laughs> and the interesting thing about it is they were pine trees. So they keep their needles year round, creating shade year round. Mm. So it, it was kind of one of these situations of whoever put the solar panels on, didn't look at the situation right. to say, Hey, wait, we're putting solar panels on, but are they capable of doing the job where they were located? That's they they couldn't possibly do do the job. So you got to look at the overall project. What's the land like? What's what's the uh, the sun like? The wind currents, things like that. And and we can help with that design. And and uh, it can affect your roof structure, the orientation of the roof structure, the venting of your roof system, the types of materials that you put in a home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, thermal masses. I'm sure everyone's kind of been by a brick wall or a a cement slab after a hot day at a cool night that you can feel the heat radiate off of a thermal mass. So it collects the heat during the day when the sun's out and then it releases it at night when, when the sun's down and it, you need a little heat to get through the night. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting. It's a, it's a science. It's, it's very, very cool. I like that whole idea of that sort of back to the earth thing and, and designing your home around your environment. It's just pretty cool. But when I think of, we're, we're talking about off the grid and it seems like, whoa, this is such a radical concept. And this was the vast majority of the way homes were built for thousands of years. And you that, know. That's, a, that's exactly the case. I know you're a history buff. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about this is we're going back to what your great-great-grandfather probably did. You right. know, assuming right. he came to the U.S. and became in the agriculture business, with which at that time 95% of America was in agriculture. Mm-hmm. They knew to put an overhang to keep the sun out, face sure. it south to keep the heat coming in. You know, mm. you, you, you'll see some places in the plains where they put big trees around a house because the prevailing winds are so strong that it blows through the house. So we're kind of going back 120 years to what made sense then. Mm-hmm. What happened with the progress, if we want to call it progress, is everyone wanted a button to say, hey, let me push a button for heat let me push a button for air and suddenly we're we've got all these energy needs and the homes aren't necessarily better because of it right it's more convenient but it may not be more comfortable yeah i think it's uh you know you look at the old pictures of the the pioneers on the plains and these sod houses they lived in and people thought oh they lived in these these really rude crude houses made of sod well that was only temporary you have the the guys who would who would bring their family out and they would get these land grants. They didn't know which side their main window should be on until they lived in the place for a year, and then they would design around it. I've always found that pretty fascinating. 
But you'll also see a lot of those old farmhouses or ranch houses. They always have porches. Yep. Yeah. To you know to keep the 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 elements out. Right. It's also a social thing. You get together with the family, sure, and friends, yeah. hang out. Yeah. Um, you hit on solar energy a bit, and uh, let's talk about solar energy and, and off-the-grid homes. I, I'm um, curious about what you were saying about roofs uh, design and, and designing a roof specifically for solar energy. And um, tell us a little bit, you know, like you said, when you drove by and you saw the guy had his his uh, solar panels in the shade under trees, it just seems kind of kind of awkward. But how much does Landmark get involved in the design and, and helping people to decide where that solar panel should go well that's an interesting thing um, a lot of the customers that are involved with solar they it's a personal thing that they really get involved with and they've actually learned how to design or they have a local solar company that's sorted out the best way to put solar panels on a roof mm -hmm. there are also systems that don't need to go on a roof but if it is something where it goes on a roof what we have to do is be understanding of that the design of the roof will affect the solar effectiveness and building departments are catching on to this. We've had a lot of them specifically in California where they're not saying you just have to put solar panels on. They got to be effective. Mm. So I've seen situations where you've got a typical gable end house, um, you know, six twelve roof pitch, the gable faces South. So the planes of the roof face east and west they'll get some solar but it's not optimal so when we understand that someone's going to work with solar design we might do something in this in the roof design or the orientation of the house to make sure that there's enough space for the solar panels so the solar panels can do their job mm -hmm. not just in collecting solar power but also in having enough of the panels there so that it creates uh, situation there's a difference of a salesman telling you oh yeah you got solar you're doing a great thing mr home builder and knowing that the solar panels work mm -hmm. and they're oriented properly and and they can can take care of it uh, california is leading the nation in that and they're pretty much demanding that you have solar on the roof or alternative power mm -hmm. and they're also understanding that you can't just put panels on a roof they have to be oriented in a way to maximize the, the collection of the solar rays. Right. So so the example that I brought up is if you had a simple gable end roof, just a regular house, 24 by 40, and that gable was facing south, that that's not optimal. So we might have to do something with different roof designs so that you've got flat surfaces on the roof that face south or, or have the collectors, uh, you know, be on the ground. So it does get into the selection of the lot as well. Mm -hmm. So if you're building in a subdivision where everything's just, you know, hundred foot lots stacked next to each other, you're kind of limited, but there's still ways to make it work. And then there's also situations of, uh, you know, if you're working on raw land, a couple acres in the country, there might be a better place to put the solar or to put the house for the collection of the solar, for the type of design that you want. But let me bring something else up. And this is kind of a curveball. A lot of people think of solar of being the solar collection, you know, collect the, their sun's rays to turn them into electricity or to heat water. Mm -hmm. There's also the effectiveness of sunlight on people. You need to have the right size window so that there's enough light and ventilation coming in a room. 
and then more and more communities are getting into the effectiveness of not blocking the sun. Mm, I so, so let's just say you and I lived in a sunny neighborhood and then some third person shows up and builds this house that blocks your backyard. Mm-hmm. So suddenly you no longer have sun. That affects the community and the way people live. So it's not just solar as far as solar ray collection. It's also solar as far as sunlight getting into the neighborhood and, and winds being able to circulate. So it, it can get pretty interesting. And the actual design of a house so that sun can get in your yard, in your neighbor's yard, your neighbor doesn't block your house. I think it's funny how, well, not funny, but I mean, I think it's interesting how much knowledge uh, you and Landmark have uh, just regarding uh, things like shade efficiency. I'd never even thought of a phrase like that. And the fact that you, you at Landmark can, can help people understand what that, what that means. You know, should I design my roof structure with a certain overhang? Um, It's a, these are, these are, sort of questions that people oh i'm going to build a house they never think about these little details and it's great to have somebody like landmark around to uh to kind of fill us in right and that that's a key thing because you know you you could get a house anywhere getting a comfortable house that you're proud of that makes sense Mm -hmm. that's the additional details you know i i kind of call it the icing on the cake Mm -hmm. you get a cake anywhere but where's there a nicely decorated one with icing with you know that 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 you just really want and it's the same thing with the house it's it's those other details and what i want to point out a lot of these things don't necessarily add a big expense to the house it's just a thought process to make things work for you mm-hmm. and and we have the knowledge to do that and if you want to go down those routes we're we're more than happy to help to make sure that everything gets gets put together so that the house makes sense for you your budget your lot your family and, uh, you know, it just makes for a better project. Mm. Now, do do all, uh, getting back to the off-the-grid homes, do all building departments uh, across the nation, do they allow off-the-grid homes? Some of them have resistance to it, and the zoning issues are, are basically the reason why. A lot of areas, if, let's just say a typical city lot with water and sewer connections and gas and electric, it's kind of in the code and in their guidelines that if you're going to build there, you have to connect into electric and gas. Mm-hmm which incurs expenses and maybe some materials and labor that you don't need. So there are some communities that understand that and are flexible, but generally off the grid is going to be in a relatively or very rural area where the building departments are understanding of it or power is not available. Mm -hmm. So you, you really need to check into it. The chances of you going into downtown San, you know, in the city of San Francisco and building an off the grid home are probably not going to happen. Right. But if you went out and, uh, there are a lot of communities on the West coast and some popping up on the East coast where the zoning and building department are actually understanding of it. And I actually heard some government officials talking about it saying, Hey, wait, here we are telling people to be energy efficient, but we're also telling them you have to buy our power which is created by coal or whatever it may be that, that, that hurts the atmosphere. So I think there's a little bit of political change coming along and it, it might take them a little while, but pretty soon uh, I think they'll, they'll have understandings and in, in more communities. I don't know that it's ever going to be allowed in every single community, but the point is generally people are building off the grid. Don't want to be in the middle of town anyway. Right. They, yeah. they want to be in an area where they've got some land. They can uh, grow their food, have a, self-maintaining uh 
and 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 healthy lifestyle. So, do you, do you run into many people who are asking for designs that they can specifically build where there is no electricity going onto the property at all? I mean, more than just you know, I've decided I don't want to deal with the electric company. I'm just going to shut it down. Where if you got a lot, there's you got to dig a well and there's no electricity out there more more and more people are are asking about it and we've got a few that are beginning beginning the process i i think with different shows and understanding of power mm-hmm. um a lot of people being able to telecommute so they don't have to be in a big building in a big downtown area mm-hmm. they're able to uh you know take advantage of the technology and choose to have the lifestyle so so yes it is and what what's interesting about it is sometimes there's this this little blending where people might be in the city connected to electric, but they still have solar. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's being mandated in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of where you know the old codes and methods are meeting the new ones, because they they want houses to be, uh, you know, kind of self sustaining as much as possible. Sure. Well, I would imagine then that um, uh, Landmark has a lot to say about. Uh, uh, designing a home just simpler, I mean, to make it easier to build when your property is in a more remote area. I mean, it seemed that, that the planning phase would have to be very well thought out because uh, when you're in a remote location, it's just the simple things such as getting down to the local Home Depot may not be all that easy or getting a getting a, a, a cement truck in may not be that easy. So. Right, and that that's basically the situation which is happening. And what what's really interesting is sometimes this is a lifestyle decision. Sometimes mm-hmm. you 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 think of people building off the grid as being some Grizzly Adams type guy. That's, <laughs> you know, it's just going to go out there and you know kind of wildcat it and build a house together. Mm-hmm. But what's really happening is a lot of these people have sophisticated lives, and what they're realizing is they don't always want to live in the middle of a big city. They've done it. It's not exactly what they think is the best type of lifestyle mm-hmm. for their family. So they want to live off the grid so that they can still keep their sophisticated job as long as they have a strong internet. And then they also <laughs> want to know that they're doing something good. So mm-hmm. you'll have an executive of a big company or someone that's well off, or, you know, in different entertainment industries, whatever it may be, to mm-hmm. say, hey, I can still do my job, but I want my kid to eat healthy foods, and so do I. Mm-hmm. And why not? Why not be a little bit on the leading edge of get rid of an electric bill, get rid of a gas bill, and and figure these things out so that their kids and grandkids have homes that are more solar capable than, than are available today. So a lot of these people are doing it because it makes sense and you know maybe kind of first adopter situations where where it's be- becoming more mainstream. So when you, when you talk about it is imagine be, you know building a house in the middle of town. You know, the plumbing supply store is a mile away, it's no big deal. Well, right. imagine being 50 miles from mm-hmm. there right. and your driveway is 3 miles long to get off your land. Mm-hmm. Suddenly it's like, hey, not only are you trying to build off the grid, you are off the grid. So, <laughs> right. so you, you've got to figure out different ways of doing it. You might not have access to or easy access to different equipment or different materials. So we can get into different foundation designs, pure type systems. Uh, we can get in a panelization that's easier to manhandle instead of needing equipment. And then designs that, you know, you get a couple guys or a couple ladies, you, you can put the house together. And that, that is the key element to it, because a lot of the people building off the grid, 
it's not just to say, hey, I'm using solar power, I'm getting rid of the electric company. It's to say, look at what I did to make the process green, and I and I did it myself. Right. There's an enjoyment, a pride, and, a, and an education process they want to go through just to know that what they did is, is good. And we're able to work with them to make sure that the design is put together so it doesn't take teams of 100 people to do things. It doesn't take equipment that may not be available in extremely remote locations. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something. Amazingly, it was kind of funny. Some of this these ideas we got by shipping homes internationally. Because huh. you, you go ship something internationally, you're putting it in a container, and then you're dealing with people that aren't likely to be familiar with our, you know, the American building systems. They're a metric or not. You know, just different methods. So you have people that are used to building a masonry suddenly using wood. So we we got an understanding of, hey, keep it simple. You know, mm-hmm. the KISS thing, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. So we're, 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 we have an understanding of what it can take for a couple people to literally build a house with their own hands. Right. It would say, I mean, I just was getting the uh, visual in my head as you were saying. I mean, people aren't out there building sod houses they're actually building pretty nice houses they just ha- happen to be off the grid and then i think that's kind of the, the i think the the um the visualization of how we look at people living off the grid will probably change over the years because more and more people will be doing it hey one thing you bring up a sad house yeah in the late 90s we actually helped the customer build a house underground on the side of a hill oh wow well, th- theoretically, ground is always 50 degrees, three right. or four feet underground. They right. wanted that. It was just one of these things. They didn't want to impact the view across the plains. So there, there's, the, But there's a lot of structural work that has to go into that, make sure. sure the back walls are strong enough to hold the house, any water activity, design activity, and getting light and air into the house. So it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. There are That's people building with ul- ulterior... Uh, or different different types of materials. They all have different motivations. The key to it is we're more than happy to deal with uh, unique off the grid projects or even mm-hmm. unique designs, so that uh, pe- people do it. In a sense, even though these people are going back in history in the way people used to live 100, 200 years ago, they're again becoming first adopters. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of interesting. History's repeating itself. <laughs> using so going real old school and using that push mower to uh, mow your roof. Well, real old school <laughs> is having a goat do it. Right? Right. <laughs> there you go. That's great. <laughs> That's happening. Um, I'm getting these flashbacks of people building. I mean, not flashbacks, but getting these visuals of people building these houses, very old school, as you said, like pouring foundations with the old crank cement thing and then shoveling it in there and that's, building your slab that's about what it is and you know what they love it they mm-hmm. enjoy it it's the pride they're doing it, it it's kind of like making a cake from scratch for your someone's birthday party compared to going to a store and spending 30 bucks and buying one right. there, there's a certain pride in knowing that what you've done is good right and the money savings can be huge well that's a big deal but there's always one thing you know there's always the devil that that kind of sits there and watches you for a while but i would imagine even if you're building off the grid you're going to have to deal with permits at some point so how is off the grid permitting even done it really depends on where you're at Mm -hmm. because a lot of people are building in rural areas some of these rural areas amazingly do not have building departments Mm -hmm. um if they do 
if they do or don't, we can develop the plans properly. We suggest even if you're building in an area without building departments, you still do your house right. A lot of these issues are safety issues and structural issues, and we're fully capable of helping and want to help. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's other areas where there's limited permitting requirements and others that are more sophisticated. Either way, if we can go through and design an off-the-grid home, and even if it needs to be connected to the grid for whatever purposes, uh, we can do that. But let's just say you're building in a rural area where a building department just says, hey, we need plans. We just need to know this. And, you know, they have a small fee just to register it. We can go through and develop the complete plan set so the customer understands what they're building and still know that safety issues are addressed and everything's put put together put together properly so whether they have a extremely sophisticated building department or a non-existent building department we can go through and and get the details for structural design green situations energy calculations um, any type of heating um, design requirements plumbing electric we we can help them with the process site planning organic design so it 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 works out we like i mentioned before even though you might consider solar kind of off the grid it's extremely popular on the grid and being mandated in a lot of places where you have to have it so the the paths are crossing the laws just have to catch up got it so that's going to about do it for us today on the panelized prefab kit home building show but this was a really fun episode i enjoyed this we got into some history and we talked about uh building off the grid i think that's amazing um before we go though i'd like to give steve a chance to let people know how to contact landmark home and land company yeah, the best way is to check our website out the company is landmark home and land company the website is l h lc.com kind of like l is in landmark h is in home l is in land c is in company.com you can email me at landmark at lhlc.com you can call us at 800-830-9788 mike can work through the process and and get you going get your preliminary questions answered and once you're moving along i would jump in and help you to finalize plans get things going and then we're also available on uh, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, you know, other social platforms so people can kind of check us out and, and see what it looks like. But the most important thing is we are here to talk on the phone, to help you through your process, to get a relationship going so that you can see exactly how we can help you and, and how we can make your process easier and uh, more affordable. And Landmark Home and Land Company is definitely not off the grid when it comes to uh, being able to find them. They're out there. Get get on the Internet. And, and I would advise everybody to check out the uh, the website, lhlc.com. There's a lot of information and great videos and all kinds of stuff on there. So for Steve Tuma and myself, I want to thank everybody once again for listening. And we will see you next time. Have a great day.